Hey, Andrew. Hey, Carl. Oh, look over there. It's Courtney, our producer. Hi, Hi Courtney. Courtney. Hello. Yes, I'm in here before we get started because we've got a new show out on the Nearly Podcast Network called Chapter One. That's a good place to start. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> So you talk about books, and I, I talk might about not books, have read about Stanley. them. Oh, hang on, read them. Chapter one. Yes. Is this a new show about books? Totally new show. Okay, about I, books. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's competition. It uh, is competition uh, a little uh, bit. Oh my god, this well, is terrible. It, there might be some crossover, and we might oh. be able to get Nelly Thomas, who is the host on From the show. Soul to Soul. Who? That band in that. That um, was Nelly Hooper. Oh, Nelly Hooper. Right. Oh, oh, good, good try. Yeah. Good try though. <laughs> Anyway, look, we can live with a bit of competition. Tell us more about Chapter 1, Courtney. Chapter 1 is where Nelly reads the first chapter of a brand new book that's out from top publishers around Australia and around the world. So you can dive in, get the first chapter of a brand new book read to you in Nelly's dulcet tones. That sounds pretty good, actually. I yes. like that. Yeah. It's like Penguin used to do this thing where you get uh, like the first chapter of a book. Mm. You could uh, what were they called? Were they Penguin Sixties or something? They were called. I can't remember. Sixty P, I think they were for sixty pages or something like that. Free, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they were for people. They they were getting the bus or something, and they didn't have a paper. It's just some quick thing they could read, and like the original paperbacks, discard. And Kindle does it as well. You can get a sample. You can read the first, you know, twenty pages or something, just enough to get you hooked. Well, anyway, I guess that means Nelly's now in the book dealing business. Yes. Yeah. The first one's on me. Next one you pay for, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, how Sounds much good. does this podcast cost? It is free. Yeah. Free. Much like all mm. the content we produce, it's free. Uh, you know Fantastic. Ah, free I'm waiting podcast. for my podcast. Yeah, yeah that's great. Excellent. That's great. Anyway, let's hear the trailer and get into the show. Interested in new books? Subscribe to Chapter One. Chapter One is a new podcast with me, Nellie Thomas. Each episode, you'll hear the first chapter of a new release book from top publishers. Subscribe and listen to Chapter One, a new podcast with me, Nellie Thomas. Search for Chapter One where you're listening now. Welcome to The Clappers. We're talking about box lux. We're talking about how to be a better motorist like me. And we're talking about the TV phenomenon of the moment, married at first sight. God save us. Welcome to the Clappers. This is Andrew Young. And I am Carl Quinn. I was going to ask you a question. Mm. Have mm. you ever done an advanced driving course? Uh, well, funny you should ask, Andrew. Yes. No. <laughs> no. No, you haven't? No, look, I've done a couple of things that are like an advanced driving course. Right? Oh, have no, you got a university on. degree? Well, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've done a correspondence. I did a, I did a, I did a one night the, course at CAE. The, I did a knife handling <laughs> skills at William Anglis. Um, um, I, I read a lot. Does that count? <laughs> well, I have a degree in autodidacticism. <laughs> Anyway, no, I um, I got given I got given a uh, like see a, I'm laughing you, you are that's good I like that I like that. keep laughing keep laughing I got given as a present uh, yes. one year from my darling wife a uh, voucher to go and drive very fast cars on a rally car circuit okay uh, no instruction though so this is not an advanced no, I know driver's that, course I know that but it's a driving day but let me a day say of driving let me say let me say that it's it's probably more fun if you're an advanced driver which mm. you know I was pretty slow let's say yeah powering and, through those muddy and, uh, and, and so, so skill. number number two. Yes, um, I uh, I once went out to the proving ground mm. at uh, in the Yuyangs, um, mm. the Ford proving ground, yep. 
and I head around a track with a professional driver at about 220 kilometers per hour who was basically demonstrating how these cars handle. And at one point as we're going, and this is for a story I was writing on, yep. car safety, road safety. Uh, and this is like 15 years ago or something. And it was early days of a lot of the safety features that are now standard in cars. Yep. And uh, as we're going around a banked, like 45 yes. degree banked, well, not 45, 30, but 30, 30 yeah. Yeah, degree banked curve. He said, and if I take my hands off the wheels, it'll just hug the curve. And he did. Centrifugal force. He did. And I was crapping my dax. I would have loved, but, I would have loved to be sitting well, in there yeah. when the driver takes their hands off the yeah. wheel. And then he did the aquaplaning where we yeah, spun around about yeah, six yeah, times. Yeah. And he said, there's no there's no uh, you know airbags in here because they'd just be going off all the time. And I'm just <laughs> being... Whoa, whoa, this sounds great. I have to was, say it sounds better than an advanced driving course. It was pretty good. You don't well, learn was, any skills no, that no, you no, could no, use, but, but I was it's an advanced fun. passenger by yes. the time I got out. Yes. So. Does that count? How do you get to do that? Uh, well, I research. I was a journalist, you know, uh. researching a story. And it's not it's not open to the public, so <laughs> to say. And number three, yes. I've got a scale strict set. Yeah. Yeah, does that no, count? No, not at no. all. Okay, all no. right, well, there you go. I, I only ask this. It just occurred to me, uh, uh, there's um, a lot of policing of motorists in this city. Rightly so. In which we live. And I was recalling- Except when they get me. I was <laughs> recalling my advanced driving course that I did. <laughs> yes. And it starts off with a lecture, uh, and everybody you'd in You'd like there, that? Yeah, I did. I wasn't giving <laughs> the, the lecture. Oh, damn, so not quite so good. <laughs> I should have been giving the lecture. <laughs> of course. Uh, but it wasn't me. And and so the, the man giving the lecture, first off, you know, getting, what, what, what's everyone here? Um, what, what are you doing? Why, why, why do you want to do it? Pretty much everybody in there had been ordered to be there by the court. Ah, right, right, right. They had crashed their car yep. or had been caught by the cops doing something that they shouldn't do. Yep. Me and the two or three people that I was where, there with from my work, because f- for, for my work, we mm. drove vehicles, and these vehicles were the worst vehicles, of the, poor, the worst maintained, the most unsafe, dangerous vehicles, because at that time in Victoria, I don't know if it's still the same, there were no compulsory roadworthies for cars over a certain right. age. In New South Wales, once your car was over a certain age, every 12 it was, months, it was it? every 12 months yeah. compulsory, road, not here, as long as you yeah. kept it registered. So when I first moved here in the early 90s, the kind of cars that you saw on the road, I mean, nothing, you wouldn't believe it unless you went to Los Angeles, see the state of the cars on the roads there, then you know what I'm talking about. Anyway... They give the lecture and all these people are there. So what, ah, oh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I crashed my car, crashed my car, crashed my car. And they had to give all their reasons for crashing their cars. Lighting a cigarette, trying to find the lighter, right. changing my tape, yeah. changing oh, my, my I'm, tape. I'm, I'm guessing that came up more than once. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It was, this is a long time ago. So it wasn't, no texting, yeah, no yeah. mobile phones or anything like that. But pretty much everyone had, had crashed or caused an accident. And the the instructor said, asked everybody what you know. A lot of people said, "Oh yeah, I was I was going too fast." And the instructor said, "No, you weren't going too fast. You weren't paying attention. You weren't concentrating on what you were doing." And the main thing that you're going to find causes most accidents are people not paying attention to what they're doing. Did you fall in love with this yes, instructor? I did. Yeah, I of fell course you did. In love with this man. <laughs> this is. Um, it's like hearing my own words coming out of an older man's mouth. I'll was, be your mirror. And it was magnificent. It was magnificent. <laughs> a 
Okay, Carl, talk to me about Married at First Sight. Oh, Andrew, must I? Yes, you must, because I've heard so much about it. <laughs> All those characters and their dogs happily barking away, <laughs> eating cakes. Wrong show, mate. Wrong okay. show. I'm sorry. To Is this say. a cooking competition where you've got a really uh, nasty person? Well, I say there's a lot of heat. There's a lot, lot of heat. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely nasty people. There's definitely bad behaviour. Home renovation. People are cooking up an excuse to hook up. Okay, I, uh, I, look, I'll oh, confess. Come on. You've I heard of I don't know what you mean. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Of the jury. <laughs> <laughs> Am I plausible? <laughs> I, I beg your indulgence while we go back to the beginning very, very briefly. It's a, effectively, it's a dating show, okay? It's okay. a reality show. Like the Chinese one. I love that one. It's, yeah, I know. We, we've talked about that before. Yeah. It's, it's uh, now in its sixth season mm-hmm. on Channel 9. Uh, and the, the first season, first couple of seasons were pretty straight. They were basically, I mean, well, the premise is not straight. The premise is, Two people who don't know each other yep. have been matched by supposed relationship experts slash science, i.e. the science. algorithms. Man. You know, what are you looking for in a partner, etc. right? They get matched yep. and they meet for the first time mm. at the altar, right? And they get married. It's not a it's not a legally binding wedding as you as you would probably You could see my eyebrows. Yeah, I could. I could see <laughs> that. So well let's get that out of the way. They weren't it happy has, eyebrows. It has, <laughs> They were, they were dancing quite <laughs> enthusiastically, though, I must say. It has no legal weight whatsoever. Okay, it exists purely for the purposes of the entertainment. Construct. No, it's not entertainment, Andrew. It's, just, it's a no, social experiment. It isn't entertainment. It's a social experiment. Okay. So, yep. so uh, over five seasons that have aired to date, I believe exactly one couple is still together. Um, so out of five couples? No, 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 no. In the first season, I think there were four. In the second season, I think there were four. Then it started to increase, and we're now up to something like, uh, what is it, uh, six couples, I think, seven couples? So, um, I think it might, be, might, might even be eight. I can't remember mm-hmm. now what it, what it is, but quite a lot of couples now. It's probably more than that, actually. But anyway, it's ten couples. Ten couples! There you go. There's ten couples now. I mean, it's, it changes every year. Anyway, the one thing you can say yes. for certainty yes. is that the science and the experts have not done a very good job in most instances mm-hmm. of matching people with somebody who's likely to be compatible. I would argue that what it actually does now, uh, very deliberately, is mm. to match people for conflict. Yeah. Right. So. Well, yeah. It makes it makes for great TV. Yeah. And uh, it is. It makes for really, I think, morally compromising TV. You watch it and you feel complicit in in a sort of an act of betrayal, really, in these people because they're put into a situation where they're emotionally vulnerable and exposed. Wait, wait, Some wait, of wait, them. Wait, go, wait, no, wait. no, no. I, I know you're going to say they chose to go on the show. Of course they did. I'm but just going to ask. I, I just wanted to quickly ask you, just before you go into some disquisition. Mm. Which I never do. No, no, no. I'm always succinct. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, epigrammatic. They know they're going on television. Yes or no? Yes, of course. So they, they know it's a game show where Come on, somebody I just wins. preempted you in this. It's not. Yeah. It's not a game show. No, it's not a game. So no one wins. There's no prize. No, no. there's no prizes. Well, the prize. The prize is happily ever after. So right? no prizes though. No. No money. No. 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 What? No. 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 This is bizarre. Channel Nine has got a show where they've got people on that aren't being paid, that aren't actors, that are 
rending their garments mm. and bearing their well, weaknesses let's, before let's the just camera. Put brackets around the phrase who aren't actors, okay? Because oh, okay. some of them are absolutely performing. Okay. There's no yeah, question. No, what I mean is professional actors yeah. who, by nature of their their guild, get paid a certain amount no. of money. They so get a stipend. I believe they get $150 a day for the duration of filming. That's, that's outrageous. That's it. Well. Let's leave aside the industrial uh, relations you know, aspect. Rela- well, that's all I'm interested in, my friend. Well, let's, let's oh, look, okay, okay. leave that so, for a so second. There's no prize. There's no prize. Uh, and I they can't get believe pr- you know nothing about this show. It is the biggest thing on TV in this country. Is it? Yes, yes. Okay. It's been watched by, like on a typical night, it's been watched by about 1.7, 1.8 million people, that's, right? Which these days is an a, enormous that's audience. an enormous amount. It is then on, on catch-up TV, on mm-hmm. what they call BVOD, Broadcast Video On Demand. It's being watched by... The, the most watched episode has been watched so far by 420,000 people, okay? So that's not just 420,000 times it gets clicked on, but it's that they they count up the minutes of video streams and yeah. then divide it by the length of the program and they come up with a figure. So that may be, it may not be 420,000 distinct individuals, but, yeah. but it's been watched 420,000 times. Okay. You can assume most people are only watching it once. So All right, so... so, so no one, Over 2 million people a night are watching okay, this. 2 million people are watching a show where no one gets paid and no one wins a prize. Mm-hmm. Except potentially happily ever after. But you know that it's a farce. Well... Don't you? I, well... I would assume that by season six, <laughs> everybody who is thinking, hmm, here's a way to meet Mr. or Ms. Wright, uh, uh. would perhaps have gone, actually, eh, maybe not. But but apparently there are, there are people. idiots left who well, don't have. Well, I'd be one because I, I don't watch these shows. If you were single, so I'd I, recommend you go I, on. I would be the <laughs> idiot who had no idea. Of course I wouldn't because ah. I've watched. The idea of you on that show yeah. is just too <laughs> preposterous. I sometimes fantasise that I'm on Survivor and I think, would I get past the first photo or the second? Like, <laughs> how would I, would I be that real estate or the, the one, the guy, that there's always a guy who knows everything about putting up a shelter and doing, and everyone hates his guts yeah. and just wants to lie around yeah. and be saucy. Yeah. And they always vote that guy off first. Gone, gone. You'd be gone. You'd be gone. You wouldn't even make it through the screening. You know? uh, no, I probably, yeah. I probably wouldn't. Anyway, it's, mm. it's uh, – this season has yeah. had this uh, almost a repeat of, of a scenario from last season where there's two couples uh, on the show who are not yep. getting on and then one uh, person in that couple is beginning to eye up uh. a person in this other couple. So you're basically getting the wife swap scenario, yeah. right? This time round, uh, it, it quite explicitly – and when I say explicitly, I don't mean we saw this happen, but we all but saw it happen. Yeah. They, they – they hooked up. They had sex. They had right. sex. They Two people had, had sex. sex. Yes. What is this, 1972? Lots of, lots of people in the show have sex, and they talk about it quite openly yeah. because it is part of the relationship dynamics. Yeah. They regularly sit down with the three counsellors and talk about how the relationship is going. It is, you would so – I I would like. I would love to sit with you and watch an episode of this because there would be steam coming out of your ears. There would be tears. There would be, there'd be histrionics. You'd be throwing You'd have have things ple- at the TV. Like some of this plexiglass in front of the – Television, they'd be chucking be, stuff out. It'd be like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> chucking beer bottles at them. Anyway, it's, oh. it's so – it's fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. I probably TV, sound I like I'm being really superior and – about the people who watch this show and think that there's something the matter with them and that they're lacking in some kind of amount of intelligence and abstract thought. I probably sound like that when I groan and, and, and oh are, you, are you going to throw a butt in here? Because no, no, I'm just no. Saying, I probably I probably sound like that. I probably sound like a snob. 
thinks it, it manipulation is, is, of guileless fools yeah. for the profit of a massive media corporation mm. like that. I, I I still keep coming back to the industrial relations of sure. it. I can't I just can't get past that. I think it's it's a, a, a ghastly way to con both viewer and and in commas, talent to make a fortune. Look, I would you know, say that I, there I, are some people who go on to shows like this, not just this show, but mm. shows like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the there's hope, lots of them. In, in the hope that what will come out of it is that they gain a degree of celebrity and they get the opportunity to go on to other programs of the same ilk mm-hmm. and get paid for it. Okay? And yep. believe it or not, it does happen. I'll right? tell you some names. So, I know some names. No. Believe it or not, I know. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the names. <coughs> Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Poe. Yep. Adam Liao. Yep. Julie. Yep. Uh, cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Goodwin. Uh, Julie Goodwin. Yep. Yep. That's all. Justine Schofield. Don't know. So, all, all from the same. Oh, oh, they've that, all that, come from us. They're on the same show, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Well, no, that's actually a, a, a show that is about uh, discernible skills. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and presentability to camera. Is a part of the package, but it's not. That's not essential. No, they're all what quite different looking. Yeah, right. You wouldn't yeah. say any of them was a, a, a textbook. Oh, kind Justine's. Of, a, a, oh, she, a nice okay. looking I, I think they're all. I think they're all. I mean, they're all. They're all person. thoroughly presented. Adam's a. You know, Adam's a good looking chap, and you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I just meant that. You know, that it's not the kind of hotness that you get on what's that show with the house, the block. Right. And I imagine that Channel 7 one has also got quite a lot of hotness. But they, not, I haven't they seen They definitely like to there. sprinkle a bit of hotness through the yeah. reality shows, no question. Anyway, this this year, I, I just think, uh, I think um, M, um, MAFS, as it's known, Married Maths. at First Sight, MAFS, has, uh, close. It has gone places where it's never gone before. And it's got a, a collection of people on it who I think you'd have to, you'd have to question the emotional stability of some of them and uh, it puts them in situations that are, I think, really quite um, horribly manipulative. Yeah. It makes for fascinating TV. It is like you're watching a soap opera play out but with real people and real situations and real emotional responses in some of those instances. Some are some are very con- uh, conscious, I think, that they're playing a game mm. for whatever outcome they, they think is on the cards. But some of them, I think, are very, very heavily invested and I, I just I find it really, really uncomfortable watching it. But it sounds it. like you enjoy this program. The way I, you've talked about I it, it sounds like I find it fascinating. It. I, th- I think I think enjoy is not necessarily the right word. Shard, is there any schadenfreude? You like watching these bogans get no, made no, no, fun no, no, of? No, it's not that. No, no it's not okay, that. I mean, I, right. I, I watch it because you see aspects of your own behaviour at times playing out. There's no question. I think that you, you do see that. But I think... This season, they've they've taken it into territory where it's like, well, I wouldn't behave like that. Who would behave like that? That's yeah, okay. really kind of like, that's it's quite. So this is sounding like a program we've talked about. Humans at, at their worst, kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, and it's you know, but it's fascinating. It's fascinating yeah. that it's so successful. It's fascinating that it's so uh, it, it so displays the worst of human behaviour in some respects. Some of them perfectly fine human beings, and mm. their behaviour is fine. And you can even go. There's, there's a couple. There's a number of couples where you go, oh, they might just make it. Wouldn't mm. that be nice? You but know? none of have, none have. Is that what you said earlier one, on? One, one, one one What's that show? That American show that we watched? Uh, that's based on a, a unreal, family. unreal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's unreal. With every passing season of yeah. this show, unreal looks more and more like a documentary. Yeah, I've got yeah. to say. And yeah. 
And given that that show already exists, again, you wonder, haven't people watched, I mean, you know. I ask myself the same question every time I watch an episode. It's like, don't you know? And don't you ask yourself the question? Don't you know what happened last week when you sat down and watched this Drivel? Don't you know yes. what's going to happen? Yes. Why? Oh, actually, yes. you you would presumably have a in inverted commas professional obligation to watch this. Do you, uh, do you write the I have, the I have, of it I, for I the paper? More, no, no. But I, I've written a I've written a piece about the sort of the morality and the kind of uh-huh. the questionable virtues of of it uh-huh. uh, at this point in time. Um, but you know, it's it's like it's something that I've written about in the past. It's yeah. something that occasionally I, I you know have reason to write about but uh, I watch it because it is um, it is fascinating as an example of where TV is going of what uh, people will do on a TV in front of a TV camera of what people will do to each other in pseudo real life situations yeah. and allow it to be displayed to people it's like and it sounds like you're describing parliamentary question time of well, course I, I one of my favorite favorite afternoon programs when i get the chance to be in front of a television at around three o'clock in the two three o'clock in the afternoon as a small aside there's yeah. there's a scenario in this season of maths where uh one of the women basically leaps to the defense of her friend who who she thinks has been she rightly thinks has been cheated on by this other couple and she basically, she's a bit gangster. This woman, she's really quite, quite you know, explosive and and you know, an intense character. Fascinating, like again, fabulous talent. Mm. But she rallies all the gals around, and it's like watching a parliamentary whip in action. Ah, yeah. it really yeah. is. It really was just like, oh my god, this woman should be in politics. She'd be fantastic. Well, maybe that's what the show's done for her. Hey, could find be. her constituency <laughs> out there. And become a senator. Innes is more attractive than Elizabeth, that's for sure. It's the truth. I'm not going to lie about that. I had a chat with Elizabeth. And basically, we got into an argument. She's a f***ing Fruit Loop. I feel like Toucan Sam. And she's like all the Fruit Loops in the box. Andrew, are you a fan of Natalie Portman? I like Vlados. In the new film that, uh, that she's in. Darren Aronofsky. Lux. Fox Lux. Not Darren Aronofsky. Okay. Uh, uh, but a guy called Brody, uh, Brady Corbett mm-hmm. uh, has written and directed this. It's about a pop star. Uh-huh. Uh, and it it's a film that's really in two parts. And the first part begins in 1999 uh, with a high school massacre. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, which is – this is fundamentally a film about – the music industry, okay, right, and it's the way it shapes people and manipulates them and turns them into something, yep. right, a product, uh, not unlike reality TV shows, one might argue. Um, but it starts in this very strange place. It starts with a high school massacre, and uh, among the students caught up in this is a young girl called Celeste, mm-hmm. uh, played by uh, an actress called Raffi Cassidy, and uh, she doesn't die, mm-hmm. but she gets injured. She gets a bullet in the neck, and. Uh, and this stays with her throughout her life. Mm. Later on in life, she's played what, by what, Natalie what, what, Portman. The memory? Of the, no, 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 the, bullet, the actual the bullet, bullet. The remains bullet lodged, lodged in lodged, her neck. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, then, we then see her slightly later. She's uh, at a memorial service for the victims of the shooting. And she says, I, I've been asked to speak, but I can't really put in word. I can't really say, but I, I, uh, my sister and I have written a song. And, and she performs this song. There's media there. It becomes a moment. And she becomes... 
signed signed a to a manager and a yeah. record label, and then the molding begins. Mm. Right, so she's she's meant to be around about fourteen when this all starts. Okay, so, so Natalie Portman's no, playing no, a fourteen year old. No, no, no. Rafi Cassidy, Rafi Cassidy is playing is playing, playing this character. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then flash forward at mm-hmm. about the fifty minute mark in the film, so a long way into the yep. film, Natalie Portman comes in, and she is then the grown up Celeste. It's now yep. eighteen years later. She's now 31, 32. 31, 32, and she is about to uh, go on a concert tour and her career's been in a bit of a sort of hiatus phase and this is kind of like, can she get it back on the road? It's a very interesting film. I'm not entirely sure that it succeeds, but Mm -hmm. it is, I think, a really bold attempt to try to grapple in a slightly impressionistic way with how the music industry operates. It's There are moments in it where you kind of go, they're okay or the director is okay with the music industry because pop music delivers a kind of solace and a kind of uplift and Mm. a kind of diversion from all the things that are not great about the world and that's not a bad thing Mm. perhaps but overall you'd have to say it's a dirty business it's a dirty business it's a dirty business we could fill this room and the other ones with books written about what a dirty business it is from people who've worked in that dirty yeah. business. And I'm not even talking about the stars themselves or yeah. the failed musicians themselves. It's dirty business, but the product that it produces is so clean, Sometimes so pristine, it is so beautiful. beautiful. Sometimes there's nothing better. You listen to a pop song and you think there's nothing better than this. Mm. Nothing. Mm. It's been burnished so carefully and, 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 and made into such a perfect jewel with this luster that never dulls. You just listen to it now, listen to it five years, listen to it, you know, whenever, and it's always the same. Nothing is, is diminished, the same greatness of itself. Uh, that's how I feel about pop music. And I'm, I'm talking about pop music that goes right back to the 20s, you know, yeah, like yeah, not yeah. just uh, Taylor Swift or yeah. whoever else those people are that are pop stars. Interesting, the Taylor Swift reference because yep. one, you know, when I wanted to get it in. Young Celeste is being moulded. They send her off to Sweden to work with some producers ah, and you know all that yeah, kind yeah. of business. Jude, I don't send her off to Law. Stock Aiken Waterman. <laughs> well, it's not that far back. It's not eight, not nineteen eighty. Not Carly Minogue being sent to mix Stock Aiken and Waterman. Ah, remember how big a hit factory that was? It was amazing. S A W. And what was amazing is I think it was Stock who said, yes, yeah, she came to see us, and we didn't care. We just kept her waiting. We didn't want to see her. We <clears> couldn't be bothered. And we really regret it. Like right. Our regret of our career is that we left her sitting around and treated with respect, just a girl from television in Australia, yeah. you know, and she had a pretty good uh, hit factory herself, Kylie Minogue. She uh, is still, I don't know if she's turning out hits, but she's um, she's certainly touring mm. this year, mm. and that'll be a big deal. Anyway, it's... Mm. Um, it's an interesting film. Ends with about a fourteen-minute, fifteen-minute concert sequence. Is that which good Natalie or Portman boring? sang? Is it uh, good she or did boring? The performing. Um, it's a bit of both. You know, it's kind of like it's fairly convincing as mm. a sort of uh, you know stadium pop act. Yeah. To, uh, you know, live live show thing. Lots of dancers. She's in leotard or glittery uh-huh. little little uh, you know the head mic yes, kind yes, of yes. thing, and uh, she's singing. But you can see that it's backup track, and I. Yes. I, I you know, it's like, it's is that deliberate? Is it deliberate yeah. that she's... It would be, I reckon. Uh, I reckon it would be. I, I interviewed her and she said that it was actually it was actually just lip syncing, uh-huh. right? So yeah. she wasn't singing mm-hmm. per se. So it may just be that sort of disconnect that you, you necessarily get. Or I asked if it get. was boring because when I was a kid, you'd often see films that would end up with a big live concert. Yeah. 
you know, it could be cynical, but I won't. A big, and, and that would be the boring part. And you'd be oh, like, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, would drag, it would drag, no. the, would drag, for me anyway, it would always drag the film down when it got to the concert part and you wish you could get back to the fighting, you know, right, backstage right, right. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. So you know. I'd say no, it's not, it's not boring in that sense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of, it kind of works. It's ambiguous. It's yeah. like, you know, well, what are we meant to take from this? That everything is resolved, that she's all hunky-dory, or that she's still the mess she was, uh-huh. but she managed to oh, pull herself together. Oh, she's a mess, Oh, she's a total mess. You didn't point that out. You didn't say she was a mess. As an adult, she's a mess. Okay, all right. She's grown up, she's messed up. Okay, she's, all right. Uh, you know, she's got a, a drug issue. She's mm-hmm. got failed relationships. She doesn't talk to her sister anymore. She's got a fractured relationship with her daughter, who is played by the same actress who plays young Celeste, Rafi Cassidy. Oh, that's out. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And she and as when she first came on screen, I'm going, is it her? Is it not her? Because mm-hmm. they've made her look, you know, a bit different, a different bit different, clothes. Yeah, different enough. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the only the only F-O-N-X. issue in that casting is that she's slightly taller than Natalie Portman, so it's kind of like, has she shrunk? Over the <laughs> over the intervening eighteen oh, years, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I a minor issue. I don't know if you've issue. noticed this, but you, you mentioned that you saw a film called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, well, I was going to say. I mean, the best thing about Bohemian Rhapsody is hands down the concert. At well, the end. And I mentioned this because they've released, I think, on DVD mm. that like the, the actual? more that you get from no, no, no. Ah, so so a DVD of the actors pretending to be Queen yeah. in a concert setting yeah. that was presumably edited for the film this is maybe an hour or something oh really of this this scene of this footage of this concert like the whole concert them them playing the whole Queen concert from Live Aid in 1985 but obviously not playing it but being actors very strange thing to release Mm. and and put out a simulacrum of a simulacrum exactly Mm. Um, yeah well I mean have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody no no no. it's you know it's not a great film no but that is a really good, but people a love really it. good sequence. People love it like they love My Greek Wedding, like they yeah, love yeah, Mamma yeah. Mia. They just they're just fixated on oh, no whatever for some people, strange feeling it gives them. They they're getting it, and that yeah. goes back to Noel Coward's line from Private Lives, I think, about the power of, of cheap music. Vox Lux, yeah, Vox Lux, very cheap music. From the public's perspective, this has been a emotional few years for you. Can you tell us what audiences can expect from the new album? This is a culmination of my life's work so far. I was under a lot of stress after my accident. But that's what this show is about. It's about rebirth. I would like to go to Vlado's one day. (laughs) It seems more and more remote and unattainable. Each year I get older. I I didn't say Natalie Porter House. (laughs) I didn't say Natalie Eyefillet. I said Natalie Portman. I sometimes think I give the impression I've been to Vlado's (laughs) because I know so much about it. And I haven't, and I'm really worried now that people will think I've been pretending I've been to this this uh, restaurant that I've never been to. Dear God, I think I'm stuck in some sort of parallel universe where I'm having one conversation and... Have you been? To Natalie Portman? To yeah, I have. Vlado's, you fool. <laughs> have you been there? No, I've never been to Vlado's. Oh, man, we should one go. We go should there. get somebody to pay for yeah. us, though. You don't have a stake in this place, do you? <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, I've heard it's not much chop. No, that's oh, not true. Oh. That's not true. Uh, it, it, How do they fill we, it every night? <laughs> we should go and talk about it. All right. We should go that. to Vlado's and we talk go there. about we it. We should, yeah, we should go there with us to Vlado's yes. and do a live Yeah, yeah we should definitely there. do that. Because what I did here, yeah. a, a friend of mine went there and mm. she went there with her boyfriend who yeah. took her for like an anniversary. Uh, actually, she probably wouldn't want me to talk about that. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll just yeah. edit that okay. part out. Okay. Uh, was, was that Natalie Portman though? 
It, it was. I, so I, this I friend, keep, this I friend keep was my, Natalie Portman. I keep my celebrity friendships uh, <laughs> close to my chest because I don't, I'm not one of those people who likes to name drop okay. and talk about their famous you friends. You know who I'm talking about, right? I do, I do, Natalie, I do. It, this she was is an in actor the, you the know? Black Swan. She was in The Black Swan, although it's just called Black Swan. And, 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 and the piano. Wanna, and she won it. No, she wasn't in the piano. Okay. <laughs> she may once upon a time have sat down at a piano, okay. possibly tinkled the ivories. I don't know. Thanks for listening to The Clappers. You know how to find us on Facebook. Also, subscribe to Chapter 1, where you're listening to this now. <laughs>